Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everybody? It's a little ITG no huddle here. Just Wesley Euler, no teammates, as I am going to do an instant reaction to WVU's 41-28 to win over Central Florida. This is the second season we've done this podcast, second year we've done ITG. Um, we are into the 100s now in our regular episodes. We've always talked about doing something like this, an instant reaction element uh, throughout the season to our podcast, but it's really hard, obviously, because... Uh, quite often, I'm at the games, or I'm I'm traveling with the Steelers with my you know my regular job responsibilities. Owen has things going on; he coaches high school football. Jed obviously works with the team, so he's got post game responsibilities. He's got to go get on a plane when they're on the road, like they were today down there in Central Florida. So we've always talked about doing this. I finally had an opportunity to do one. Let's get into it here. The return of an ITG no huddle. This the instant reaction to WVU and UCF. And first, if you're watching along with me here on YouTube, I mean, come on, we got to crack a victory beer, all right? So, salute. Let's get the, let's get the pop right in the microphone. Ooh, yeah, salute. Folks, sometimes it's just your day. I felt like that a little bit for the Mountaineers. Maybe not in the first half at times where it was really tight, but now that we have the full picture, it was just our day today down there at the bounce house on the road, wasn't it? Um, and man, that feels weird to say because as a WVU fan, we never get to say that, right? It's the bounces always go against us. The bad calls always go against us. The penalties, the mistakes, the things you can't control quite often, anything and everything, right? It feels like those type of, it was just your day to go out there and win never happens to the Mountaineers, but I think it did today. Um, I would say the universe owed us that one after the Hail Mary pain and suffering that we endured down in Houston. I mean, Central Florida did not punt the ball until the fourth quarter, yet you still won that game. Uh, John Ray's Plumley, he didn't complete or he didn't throw an incomplete pass until the fourth quarter, but he also threw a lot of those passes. Uh, I should say a pass that hit the ground until the fourth quarter because he threw three of them to the Mountaineers uh, and had a turnover as well, too. Maybe that's part of the nuance of it was just your day. Both quarterbacks got strip sacked. WVU able, able to recover their fumble. Uh, UCF, not so much. It was a turnover. Um, Pac-Man Fox, Preston Fox fumbles in the red zone. That could have been a big moment in that game. Instead, Thomas Remack jumps on it. So you fumbled twice, but you were able to recover both of those. Garrett Green, again, ball security has been, been solid from him through the air this entire season, no interceptions. So you, uh, you do have the turnover, um, the Jalen Anderson on the, which I, I really did like that play call there, honestly, but the, um, on the little, not a hook and ladder, but a, a lateral type situation that you were trying there. I believe that was on a fourth down. Uh, that's something we got to talk about as well, too. Aggressive on fourth downs. We're, uh, we're Neil Brown and company in this one. But you fumbled the ball three times. We're able to get two of those back. Uh, they fumbled the ball. You got it. They threw three interceptions. So you're plus three on the day in turnover ratio. Clean football. That's a big part of the reason. Yeah, a lot of things went your way today. And yeah, I I'm joking, but I'm serious. It felt like the universe owed us that one after that, that nauseating ending down in Houston a couple weeks ago. But uh, you really aided your own cause by playing clean football. Uh, one false start, and then what? You had, the, you had the 
one false start, and then you had the holding call late that, that negated Jaheim White's touchdown. But very clean football from a penalty standpoint. Very clean football in regards to the turnover ratio. Now, again, some some good fortune in that of being able to recover your own fumbles and 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 UCF maybe not capitalizing as much as the Mountaineers did today, certainly. Just felt like it was our day. And, and, and some of that was just the bouncing of the ball and the universe feeling like they owed us one, but also um, you played clean football, which, which doing your part in that regard as well, too, uh, for the Mountaineers. How about Garrett Green? Got to talk about Garrett Green here. Should have probably started with GG. Maybe I buried the lead. My QBGG. Let me take another swig of this beer for Garrett Green. Um, took a couple big hits, had the ankle injury, kept persevering, kept making plays, uh, throws for 156 through the air, uh, 55 and three touchdowns on the ground, five rushing touchdowns in total from the Mountaineers. Uh, even in the absence of Doug Nestor, you had the, the, the one play where Garrett Green fumbled on the strip sack and you were able to, to fortunately pounce on that ball and punt it away and live the fight another day. Other than that, the offensive line I thought was fantastic, again, particularly in the context of losing Doug Nestor for most of that game. Uh, with that, 286 big ones on the ground and five rushing touchdowns. Yeah, I'm going to do – you know what I'm going to do? We'll, we'll make this a regular thing if we do these uh, instant reactions going forward. I'm going to do game balls. I'm going to do good, bad, something good, something bad, something ugly. Maybe that's a good a – good, we're just doing this on the fly here, folks. I got no notes. We're figuring this thing out as we do it, baby. We're doing it live, cousin. Um, but the offensive line deserves a game ball, certainly. Uh, C.J. Donaldson, great to see him back. 30-yard run or 32-yard run, I think it was at the end, certainly. Uh, that's what put him over 100 yards, but 17 carries, 121 yards, and the touchdown for C.J. It was great to see him back and productive again. Still feels like he's got more in the tank, but got a little bit closer to it today. How about a big shout-out to Jaheim White? That kid is explosive, man. He's electric. Uh, 85 yards on just nine carries, had the touchdown as well, too, uh, and would have had over 102 touchdowns if that holding call, I think, would have would that have put him over. I think that was more than a 15-yard, would have been more than a 15-yard run. So, yeah, um, a lot to like there, even with, you know, uh, at, at the end, you don't want to see, you know, negating a touchdown there with the holding call on what would have been Jaheim White's second touchdown run. But C.J. Donaldson, Jaheim White, they were rolling today, along with Garrett Green. Again, 286 for five touchdowns on the ground. Yeah, you'll take that, and you better not lose many games when you're running the football like that. Um, I liked how we were aggressive on fourth down, went our way a few times, didn't in the one instance, but that's something I think we've all been calling for. Um, I mean, I know I have on this podcast, right, since the since the return of the backyard brawl in 2022 and that that punting it in pit territory on fourth and short situation. I like how we flipped that script this season. It's worked out for us more often than not. And how about the confidence just in general of the offense now? What, uh, 39, 34, and 41 points uh, scored in their last three games. That's a massive improvement from where they were against Pitt, from where they were against Texas Tech, against TCU. And obviously now in hindsight, while Nico Markiel did a fantastic job, it's easy to see uh, what a loss Garrett Green was for this offense. They have figured it out with six under center, man. And, uh, yeah, scoring in the 30s and in the 40s in the last three games. Now, obviously, the other side of that is the defense. Better today. You know, you, you held them to 21. I mean, they scored that touchdown in garbage time at the end. Okay, they scored 28 points technically, but 21 important points for all intents and purposes. 
Um, now you hemorrhaged a ton of yards and you were very fortunate because you got those turnovers. The defense is still turnover reliant, but they return to that big play nature that we saw in uh, the start of that four game win streak, right? Uh, particularly against Pitt, Texas Tech, and TCU. I mean, against TCU, they give up 300 yards in the first half and then gave up one yard in the third quarter. So they've hemorrhaged yards at points before this season. But what it really comes down to for them is those moments, uh, holding teams to field goals in the red zone, forcing those turnovers. And uh, for just the second time this season, for just the second time since the Baylor game last year in what their last 13 or 14 games, the Mountaineers win a turnover ratio. The other time this season being Pitt, you won that game by double digits. You win this game by double digits. Seems like there's something there. So better. Now that we have the full snapshot, it was maddening in the first half, and you still didn't force a punt till the fourth quarter. That's not going to be good enough most of the time. But better from the defense. Still a little turnover reliant, but you got them today. You'll take that because that was a UCF offense that has some talented dudes. You really got plumly rattled, and that was a huge part of winning this game, too. I mean, he was firing on all cylinders. They were firing on all cylinders early, but you were able to force those turnovers, those big plays, those key moments, and uh, and that clearly got to the quarterback and the offense and their game plan as a whole. So the defense deserves credit for all of that, albeit still with uh, with some room for growth, I think. Okay, let's talk game balls here. Huh? Let's stay with the defense. Uh, Beanie Bishop gets one for sure. Let's see here. Let me make sure I get the stat line right. Four solo tackles and two interceptions for Beanie. Also, with those two interceptions, 51 total return yards. So about 25 and a half yards. Look at me with the quick math um, on each of those returns. That's big. I mean, that's two and a half first downs that you're stealing for the offense as well, too. He didn't just intercept those balls. He took each one back, I think, 30-some yards and then 20-some yards. And, and, and that's big in the aggregate as well, too, to get those 51 free yards for your offense while you're getting the takeaway. So Beanie gets a game ball today. Garrett Green certainly gets a game ball today. And uh, I mean, man, we could give a lot. We could give one to the running back room for, for CJ and Jaheim. We could give one to the offensive line. How about we just give one to the run game as a whole? How about that? Garrett Green gets his own because with what he did with the injuries and just battling through that again and leading this team, willing this offense consistently down the field. Garrett Green gets his own game ball. And then the big hog mollies up front and the running backs can share a game ball. How about that? Uh, like I said, Beanie Bishop as well, too. Okay, so I said I was going to do good, bad, and ugly. Let me take another swig of this little bat. Uh, good. This is pretty easy. How about the run game? What was the number again? 286 yards for five touchdowns. 286 for five touchdowns. Uh, a couple long runs in there, too. CJ with a 32-yarder. Jaheim with a 32-yarder. Garrett with a 21-yarder. Rodney Gallagher, nice to see you today, cousin, with an 11-yarder in there as well, too. So big plays in the run game. They're the good. Splash from the defense is certainly the good because you needed that to win today without a doubt. I mean, you you don't win without forcing those four turnovers and being plus three in the turnover margin because you could have easily been just plus one. And, you know, if they jump on that Garrett Green strip sack fumble, if, if, if the Knights recover that Preston Fox uh, fumble in the end zone and that's a big swinging moment, you, you might not win today. Or you, you hold on for a three-point victory or a seven-point victory and it's much more dramatic and much more tight. So the good for the day, the run game, and the splash from the defense. Okay, now the bad. You know what, and I don't want to make it seem like I'm picking on these guys, but I haven't talked about these guys yet at this point, so we'll use this in this moment here. Uh, Devin Carter with the drops. 
got to be better. He knows that. They know that. Those were a couple big swing moments as well, too. Um, Devin Carter is too good of a player to be having drops like that in big situations. One was on a on a possession down. I can't remember if it was there because my Zoom doing the thumbs up thing again if you're watching on YouTube. Um, Devin Carter, possession downs. You t- it's, it's doing it again. It's trying to get me to lose my train of thought. I've had a couple beers. You can't do this to me, Zoom. Uh, Devin Carter, he's got to have those. One was on a crucial possession down. Um, one was in a, a big moment at the end of the game. He's got to have those. He's better than that. Same church, different pew, Lee Koba. Now, big shout out to Lee Koba. He made that strip sack that forced the turnover, uh, the fumble for UCF, and that was a huge moment. And when you're not playing your best, it's still it still says something about you if you can have that moment, but Lee Koba didn't play his best today. Um, it, it, not just him, but the entire defense, man, they struggled particularly in the first half with a lot of their gap integrity in the run game. Once again, it looked like Oki State too often with guys just getting through the first level with, with swinging pool noodles at them, and, 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 they're, and they're taking off into the second level of the defense too often. So two good players, Devin Carter and Lee Koba. I know those guys can ball. I know those guys are playmakers. I know those guys are much better than they showed today. And like I said, I don't want to make it seem like I'm picking on them. I just hadn't talked about those two yet. And that's, I think, something that we needed to note here. Uh, ugly, maybe I'll just go with what we just talked about. The, some of the tackling stuff, particularly in the first half. The gap integrity stuff on defense, particularly in the first half. Not forcing a punt until the fourth quarter. Um, those things, in a lot of days, they can hurt you. And, and, and we've seen that over the last, I mean, certainly against Oklahoma State, those things hurt you. Um, you poor tackling, poor gap integrity against Oklahoma State. You had the untimely turnovers, though, against the Cowboys. The Knights had them this time. You forced them this time. And that was the difference. So a lot to like there. As always, some to build on as well, too. I think this has been fun. Has this been good? Should I quit while I'm ahead? Should this be it for the first ITG West instant reaction? The Mountaineers winners, 41-28 to over Central Florida. Oh, I've got a message for Central Florida. But first, let me drink this beer. Central Florida, let's talk real quick as I close this thing down. As I close this thing down. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. You guys were running your mouth coming into the conference this summer. Talking about, we're the 2017 national champions. You don't know what we've done, how good we've been. Look at all the coaches that we've had lately. And the Scott Frost and the Josh Hopo, 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 Hoopals. And look at us, the Golden Knights. We're strutting into this conference. And I can't believe they picked us uh, to finish in the middle of the conference. We're going to go and we're going to finish right behind Oklahoma and Texas. And we're going to talk all this trash. And we're going to tell everybody how they're not ready for the storm that is the Knights. Well, you're 0-4, you dorks, in your first ever uh, Big 12 conference games. Welcome to big boy football. Welcome to the big leagues. Spent all that offseason, Central Florida, telling everybody how big and how bad and how you were going to... Okay, this year, yeah, we'll go we'll go toe-to-toe with Oklahoma and Texas, but this will be our transition here, and then once they're gone, we're going to run this thing. Yeah, well, guess what? The calendar's turn into November, and you still don't have a conference win. Welcome to the big show, you phony paper champs. Woo! Now I'm going to quit while I'm ahead, baby. Thanks to our sponsors. I don't even, again, I just did this off the cuff. No notes, no script, no nothing. But thanks to Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks to Toothman Ford, the cars cost less in Grafton. And thanks to Fortis, 
for roof performance and financial certainty guaranteed. Visit Fortis.us. Dot com. As always, be an ear and tell an ear about your new favorite WVU football podcast. I like this. Let me know in the comments, the Twitter replies, the YouTube comments, wherever you consume this, uh, what you thought about this. We should do this more often. This was fun. I enjoyed this specifically because we won five and three. Okay. I think we're all looking at it right now. We should be that Houston one just still bugs you, right? Six and two right now in your bliss, but I'll take five and three with a schedule that still feels like there's a lot of wins in front of you. Oklahoma's struggling with Kansas right now as I record this, so maybe that one doesn't look as daunting as it has. Let's go home back next weekend, Mountaineer Field, beat BYU, and remember, BYU's quarterback, Keaton Slovis, we owe him one, all right? He was that jabroni quarterback from Pitt last year that stuck his little peacock chest out at their pep rally and grabbed the microphone and went, F West Virginia. Yeah, remember that guy? He's BYU's quarterback now. So let's go. We're five and three this season. I know the last two weeks didn't go the way that we wanted them to, but this season is still, I think, been better, more entertaining, more wins at this point than any of us would have expected. Let's get a good crowd at BYU. Let's welcome that jabroni Keaton Slovis to Morgantown and bring him some pain. And, uh, and let's go get our sixth win and be bowl eligible with four more games still to play. Beat BYU. I'm Wesley Euler, and you've been in the gun. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.